Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. On today's episode, Hasa CEO Chris Brink discusses the recent shortages of liquid, chlorine, and acid. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. This is Michelle Cavanaugh with co-host... Dave Rockwell here. Hey, Dave. How are you? Nice to see your face. I don't get to see you as <laughs> nice often as I'd like too. to. It's so been nice a while. Nice to see you. Yeah. How's things in really North Dakota? Important. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. How you, how, how's North Dakota treating you? I'm in South Dakota, actually. South Dakota. Sorry about yes, that. Yes. It's just as hot as North Dakota, I'm sure. So we're good. But uh, yeah, it's fine here. And I just wanted to thank you, Dave, for bringing forth this topic that we're going to talk about today because it's so important. And you see it everywhere you look on social media, everywhere you look, this is a topic that's being brought up and discussed. And I think it's really important that you brought this to the table for us today. So thank you for doing that. Can you explain, well, Dave, a little bit about- We're, what we're living in, in, in unprecedented times. Um, we're seeing things we've never seen before all over the map. But one of the things that really struck me, first time in 33 years, and it actually happened three times in the last two weeks, I went to the supply house and they had no chlorine on the shelves, not just no liquid, but any compound that releases free chlorine in the water, gone. Nothing. And so um, Terry Arco from Hassa has been a great friend of the program. And I called him up and asked him for a little insight on what was going on. And one thing led to another and he took us right to the top. So we're really pleased today to have Chris Brink, the CEO of Hassa, and he's going to help us kind of get to the bottom of what's going on and help us see a little bit into the future um, if there's a, a ray of hope at, uh, ahead. So yes. welcome, Chris. Thank you for joining welcome, us. Chris. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Michelle. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak directly to the pro community today. It's um, uh all-time high demand is creating a lot of concern all the way through the industry. And I think um, no better time than now for us to maybe explain a little bit about what's going on because um, lack of information creates fear and doubt. Fear and doubt creates behaviors that are not positive for the overall industry. And um, there, are, there are some things if we all, if we all um, quiet ourselves a little bit and think through how to get through this situation are going to allow us to get through it together as an industry. So, thank you. so one we had talked to Terry uh, maybe just a matter of a few weeks or months ago, and he was very positive about uh, Haas's ability to ramp up production and, and uh, supply the industry. Uh, um, he was uh, very, very helpful, but also very positive in his outlook. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're interested in what has changed. Now, we're, pool, pool people in general are not really – necessarily always good at seeing nuances and things the the tablet shortage is a direct linear there was a fire at a plant the plant shut down equals uh supply crisis with tabs this situation as i am only beginning to understand it seems to be a little more complex than that can you maybe give us an idea what's going on here yeah, well, so there's a short-term and a long-term explanation to the things that are going on. So I'm going to start a little bit, if you don't mind, kind of at the 100,000-foot level, the way somebody in a job like mine has to really think about the industry and think about what we need to do. And you're absolutely right. I mean, back back in September, that terrible fire 
um, that one of the suppliers in the industry uh, suffered through uh, created a, a the beginning of a ripple, which is continuing to be felt even to today and, and probably is going to continue to be felt uh, well into next year. Um, and that was the shortage of trichlor taps, right? And that uh, that industry participant was probably supplying anywhere from 20% to as much as half of the industry on trichlor tabs used for, for swimming applications. And, uh, you know, we were, we were very attentive to that even back in September and October and thinking about what, what are we going to do in order to um, help, uh, help out the industry in what we knew was going to be a strident swimming year. I mean, we all enjoyed, um, as rough as COVID was, we in the industry enjoyed probably a record year. Uh, right. Most pool pros saw backyard participation, the use of home swimming pools, and so forth. Um, People that hadn't swam in their backyard pool for years started using them all of a sudden, so it was a boom. Absolutely, and we anticipate, and what we're seeing right now is that that trend has continued. People have rediscovered the pool, and simultaneously, more pools have been and are being built, and have been built built in probably the twenty year past history of the of the of the country. So there are more pools out in there in, in the market than, than there ever have been in the history of the country and, and typically bigger pools too. Yep. So uh, the combination of these factors we knew was going to culminate in an increased demand for, for liquid, uh, liquid products, not only as, as shock where it's primarily been used, but now more and more as a daily sanitizer. And even back then uh, we were putting pretty significant investment. I mean, Hasa's probably put, over the last three years that I've been uh, with the company uh, and either COO or CEO, probably an aggregate over $20 million of investment into the company uh, in order to improve capacity, improve our footprint, improve the ability to get more liquid chlorine to the pool pro market. Um, and that has, that has paid back in a lot of ways. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, while we have, made more chlorine, liquid chlorine than we ever have in the history of the company, it's not been enough to meet demand. And, um, you know, by the way, this is in conversations with all of the major su supply houses, all the major distributors, yeah. all the major retailers. We were having discussions with all of these folks, very smart folks, folks with folks who understand the industry to its bones. Uh, but we've, uh, as much as we thought was going to be required, it's been maybe as much as twice as much more as anybody had anticipated. Crazy. So we're facing that as we speak um, and as we, as we head into the season. And everybody knows seasons are always tricky. Nobody ever has enough of whatever. Um, right. And we're getting, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And we've, <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been punched in the face pretty hard collectively this season. Um, but short of those long-term or high-level industry demand, uh, dynamics, there was a short-term uh, kind of hand grenade that hit the uh, chlorine supply chain. If and if I'm boring you with some of this, the, some of this talk. No, of like, we like this. Uh, no, here you're talking. Chlorine. You're talking the liquid chlorine supply chain. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain in a minute. Sodium hypochlorite, bleach, pool chlorine, you know, what, which we all know and love, is actually made of two uh, commodity chemicals. One is called caustic or sodium hydroxide, and the other is called elemental chlorine. And those products are come from what's called the chloralkali supply chain. And there are probably six to eight manufacturers nationally of these fundamental elemental uh, chemicals. Uh, 
Hasa is a buyer of those products. We source them from all over the country and even overseas in many cases. We then combine those to make sodium hypochlorite fresh uh, at, uh, at all the facilities and then put them into, into, into the appropriate packaging. Well, in June, the, one of the major manufacturers of elemental chlorine, which we then used to make bleach, sodium hypochlorite, um, had a force majeure event. So they had a transformer failure uh, that then resulted in about 30%, as we estimated, of all the West Coast capacity for all chlorine um, on the West Coast uh, to be shut down. And at that time, it was for an unforeseen amount of time. Um, and so that forced us actually in Washington state where we supply much more than just swimming pool chlorine. We supplied everything from industrial applications, drinking water, municipal applications. That forced us also to declare a force majeure uh, only in Washington state out of that facility. But um, more importantly, what, what occurred as a result of that is the entire industry tightened up on their ability to make bleach. Whoever was making bleach, whether it be some of the large multinationals that make bleach or some of the small bleachers and small mom and pop shops that make bleach across the country, um, availability of the fundamental molecule required tightened up significantly and for an un, unknown amount of time. Hasa did a lot of things. We, we usually have a pretty uh, stretched out supply chain. We usually have product ordered out two to three months in advance in order to make enough bleach for the industry. Um, at the time, Terry was out there with a message I told him to give. So it's my fault. If anyone wants to blame Hasa for that message, it, it was my fault because at the time it looked like uh, we were going to have plenty of capacity to serve the industry. That was before this force majeure event occurred and caused us to stub our toe. Uh, the other thing that has been more difficult for us than uh, we anticipated going into the season is the availability of labor. Um, I was happy to see the jobs report today and it's being reflected in our own hiring. Uh, but, you know, honestly, uh, we did not anticipate, even though we've done some pretty over and above things to take care of our employees, our people um, who wake up every day and work hard to get plenty of, of bleach out the door. Uh, we have not been able to hire at the pace that we anticipated or would like to have hired. And, and getting that bleach into a bottle is a very labor intensive process, especially in the returnable format. And so that has slowed down our ability to, I would say, exceed our plans for the year and our ability to manufacture enough sodium hypochlorite for this really unprecedented industry demand. Um, so that was a lot. I'll take a breather. Um, were there any questions from what I just explained? Oh, that, well, that, I mean, I, I really appreciate knowing that. Um, this happens to us in Southern California on all, all, all kinds of different levels. Uh, one of the biggest things I think of is gasoline. It's like they always seem to shut down a plant, a, a, a refinery for maintenance just before a holiday weekend so and the prices spike through the roof and you uh -huh. you sit there and go hmm uh, is this manipulated or is this real and so i i really appreciate your explaining that it helps us to really understand um uh the kind of the the things that have been going on in the background things that none of us on uh in the field ever really see or get to think about much um, but they can relate, Dave, to the fact that they can't find anybody to hire either. So they at least yeah, relate to that. The, the, I mean, that's that's at every level, probably every industry. It's like yes. for a little while during COVID, it was it was actually people could make more money sitting at home collecting unemployment than they could working, and now it's that's a that's a big ocean liner to turn around right now. Uh, but we 
we got to get people back to work. Yeah, and you have to get great people, people that are going to operate safely. Because if you don't have safe operations, uh, then nothing else matters. Right. Absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm assuming some of these factors are, are affecting what we see. We're not only seeing shortages, but we're also seeing price increases. Um, I know acid is up $4 a gallon uh, here now. And um, are, are, these, uh, are these permanent price increases? Are they uh, spikes? Uh, what, what can we anticipate in terms of what we pay for chlorine? Well, you know, I can't, I can't speak to the broader industry and, and what competitors are doing, but, you know, HASA has not uh, put an increase into the market um, during the summer. We, we did ask for, we did ask for some, some price relief earlier in the year because we anticipated that hiring was going to be harder. Even then, we were paying more for the elemental products. Um, but I, I view our, I view our, our job uh, as HASA as to be the premier chemical partner uh, of each and every pro out there in the industry. And so, you know, to the point that you make about, you know, um, the, the summer gas hike and all those things, um, those types of dynamics absolutely exist in the industry that I deal with where I'm acting like a chemical company, but it's our job to be the big brother in the schoolyard to keep those guys from bullying the pro. Uh, so we do everything we can to um, invest smartly into the business, invest smartly into our people, take good care of our people uh, in order to make sure we can make more uh, bleach each and every day and make it safe and make it at a very high quality because um, I'm sure we'll get to the idea, uh, the concept of hoarding a little bit later today, but you want that bleach fresh. You don't want that bleach having sat on the shelf for a, for a week or two weeks or three weeks because it's uh, going to lose its its efficacy very fast. Uh, so the best possible thing a pro can do is is when they can get it is use the bleach and use it as smartly as possible and uh, take advantage of the high efficacy. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing that I ran into a topic that came up at the supply houses in speaking with the uh, uh, the branch managers and the counter personnel there. Um, one of the reasons that they're getting limited shipments down here in Southern California is people are, are hoarding and they're not putting the shells and bottles back into circulation. So even though the plants down here have chlorine, they don't have any vessels to put it in. And um, so, I mean, it's kind of like, like last year we all scratched our head. It's like, people started hoarding toilet paper in the middle of a respiratory virus. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Wrong end. <laughs> you know, there, there's a certain, um, you kind of got to look yourself in the mirror at some point when there's a crisis, either in the industry or in, in, you know, any other aspect of life, you know, what are, what are your ethics? What are your, you know, what kind of a person are you? Are you, just totally survivalist me first everybody else can suffer yeah. and die or or do you do you have a you know other other people in mind as well and uh so i think that's something that that i would make a plea to to people uh to to you know think about other people it's obviously you got to take care of your pools but so does everybody else uh that said there are very strict uh um starting to be down here limits on the amount of chlorine that you can buy. And now with the, uh, the issue of people or the shortage of uh, shells and bottles, um, they're only selling on an even exchange basis. 
So uh, the distributors are trying to trying to take the matter in hand and help out too. But um, it's something we should all kind of be aware of and think about. It's um, we got to kind of get through this thing together. Yeah. So I mean, you touched on a couple really really good points there. So first of all, uh, you know, we're proud to offer the returnable uh, the returnable four by one container. And you know, something I would I would recommend and something we're we're trying to emphasize in markets where we sell both one-time use containers and returnable containers, using a returnable container is the best possible thing you can do because every time you use a returnable container and you and you return the deposit, um, you're 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 allowing us to buy a bottle once and use it as much as as many as 30 times before we have to go buy another bottle and source another bottle and source another cap in many cases. So uh, I would just ask all the pros out there to take good care of your cases. Not all pro- some pros like to practice their their football goalpost kicking with our cases. Uh, <laughs> some take pristine care of them, just like they do their trucks. But the better shape you can return those cases and bottles in, the better you're helping us all, um, and you're helping us conserve. Uh, by the way, so and that's that's a message we shouldn't lose uh, through all of yes. this. Is, is um, conservation is key. The second thing is you know. Uh, A lot of pros will pour a full gallon bottle to shock 10,000 gallons of chlorine. And if you read the instructions, you actually don't need the full bottle. So, you know, just like, you know, my grandmother used to conserve sugar during the war. I would encourage pros to really just pay careful attention to the technical use of the product. They may find, uh, well, backing up, uh, liquid chlorine is the most cost effective uh, way to sanitize a pool if used at the proper doses. That's why mm-hmm. over the past decade, commercial pools where they really, uh, really are counting their pennies and dollars and cents count have kind of en masse converted to liquid systems from other types of sanitization systems. Because when you use it the right way and you carefully dose and monitor, you can really make that chlorine stretch uh, along a long distance. So I would just encourage pros uh, where they can to really pay attention to the instructions you know, go through a couple extra test kits, make sure that you're actually uh, titrating to the right levels of chlorine in the swimming pool and really stretch it out. I'm sure they're already doing it. A lot of smart guys out there, but I would just remind them. I would just remind them again to do it. And to the extent that they want help from our folks, Ask Terry is broadly available. We've got 14 sales reps on the West Coast through to Texas, all CPO certified, ready to help those pros kind of remember how to get the most mileage out of their chlorine. And I will tell you, we put the chlorine out. We make it at 13.2%. It's probably getting to the pro at 12 and a half. It's as fresh as it can be because it's literally, it's we're getting a bottle and then we're filling that bottle within two hours and getting it back out the door. So it's as fresh as can be, which means they're going to get a little more mileage out of the chlorine we're putting out today. Um, uh, it's a game, like I, I like football analogies. It's a game of inches right now, and they should just try to get everything they can out of every gallon of chlorine that they're that they're getting. So um, that being said, we're doing everything we can to put more out in July than we put out in June and so forth. And, and we're going to continue I'm, to do I'm that. I'm going to recommend our listeners today go back and find the last uh, discussion we had with Terry Arco because we touched on exactly those points. Um, because chlorine is in short supply, yep. the best thing to do to stretch it out is exactly what you just said. Dose it properly. The first calculation you learn in the description. So look at the description of this video on YouTube, guys. The link to that particular podcast episode's right there. 
just click on it and watch that because absolutely that yeah. was a wonderful that was a great we, we came up we, we came up with some terry had some great ideas uh we kind of brainstormed a little bit but the very first calculation that you learn in your cpo training is length times width times average depth yeah times 7.5 if you don't know the gallonage in each one of your pools, you're flying blind. You you are. It's like trying to run your business without a budget. It's you're you're wasting. I guarantee you're wasting chlorine if you're just flying by the seat of your pants. It's time for that to stop. Uh, it's time to start dosing it properly. Uh, use cyanuric acid correctly. Uh, one one of the best things that happened to the industry is the shortage of tabs, I think, because people were just addicted to adding cyanuric acid to their pool. And that's not the best thing for the water quality in your pool. So this um, is, is a chance to kind of reboot and, and, and rethink. And if we need to learn a little bit more, um, it, everybody thinks CPO is just for commercial pool people. There's the, it's a tremendous course that, that gives you a really solid basis for how to properly take care of a pool from uh, yes. all, all yeah. different angles. And um, we just recently partnered with Bob Lauer's uh, PCTI. Yeah. Uh, we, we just, uh, we just essentially had an acquisition of all the assets there. So to the extent that pros want access to that training, that content, we're going to make that broadly available. So whatever we can do to help pros just remember how to be a little bit smarter about how they're taking care of their pools. You know, we'll do whatever we can in that regard. And, and by the way, it's the best thing for the industry. I am not about, I'm not about selling one drop of, of bleach that doesn't need to be used. I'd yeah. rather it all be used smartly and everybody get the best value for the dollar. Um, that's how the industry works. And, and by the way, it's uh, it's the right thing for the environment. Yes. And, and that Bob Lowry course is another excellent course and uh, it is for just a good primer and how to, how to handle the chemistry in a pool. Um, I took his course, not, not the, in its current iteration, but uh, back in the very early two thousands, and it was a, it was, it was an eye opener. We all walked out of there going, man, there's, um, there, there's things that we didn't think about that we didn't know back then. Uh, testing was very sloppy compared to the way we do it today. You know, guys were taking drops of OTO and dropping it in the pool. And, oh yeah, there's chlorine. They do the same thing with the pH, just dropping right into the pool. Well, yeah, there's pH there. We don't know what it is, but it turned the right, thing right, right. into color. Um, nobody would, nobody measured alkalinity every week. Nobody ran their pool according to the full Langlier saturation index. And that, that was probably a seminal moment for me in my career. I walked out of there going, man, I, you know, it, it the response, it impressed upon me the responsibility you take on when you take on a customer's um, yeah. service account. They put an enormous amount of trust in you. Their family's health is in your hands. They're a huge investment that they made in that pool. Chances are they really stretched and financed and did everything they could to get that yes. pool. All that investment is in your hands. If you're not competent, if you're not professional and you're not you know, doing your job to the best of your ability, then um, 
they may not realize it. They may not even know what they're supposed to be asking for, but um, you're not doing your job. Absolutely. So there's a light. I think you touched on it briefly, Chris, but is there a light at the end of this tunnel? Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned that um, there was the force majeure event upstream in, in the availability of elemental chlorine that occurred in June. Um, that seems to be clearing up. Um, simultaneous to that, we also started grabbing chlorine from just like pros are trying to do with our bleach. We started grabbing elemental chlorine from all points northeast and, and, and south uh, in, 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 in the continent. So uh, we have we have now what are coming to be um, sufficient. And then we think by the end of July, potentially abundant uh, amounts of elemental chlorine available for us to make plenty of bleach uh, for the for the pool community. Then the only question is going to be how quickly and how well can we hire people to get that stuff into bottles and how many drivers can we get to get them out to wherever they're needed. So those are still some 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 constraints. But the good news is um, we're going to be making more in July than we ever have in the history of the company. We'll make a lot more in July than we made in June and August will be even better. I, I view the season as a four quarter game, uh, June, July, August, September, and I would say we're uh, the market beat us in June, but I think we're going to pull up to even in July. And I think we'll be winning uh, by August and hopefully we'll win the Super Bowl in September. Nice. That's fantastic. Great thing to say. You say I love that you say that if you beat us, it be, beat you in June, but you're going to pull forward and, and like you said, beat the, beat the game here yeah. as it's coming forward. And that's all anybody wants to hear for those people out there that are, you know, <clears throat> again, I see it all over social media, the, the, the tremendous amount of um, struggle that people are having in the pool service industry and builders too, you know, and it's like, you know, just keep, get up and just keep going on for every day. And that's what people are saying on social media is just to get up and keep going and doing it, doing what you can do. You can't do everything. So all you can do is what you can do. And, and then hopefully, you know, in a few months or, you know, end of the year, we'll get through this together as a, as a, as a team in the industry. And hopefully we'll, we won't have to deal with this you know, anytime soon. Yeah. And, and pool service is an American dream kind of business. I mean, you can start, you, you can start with an idea and yeah. the willingness to learn and be in business for yourself. Uh, and, and really I've seen, I've seen, I've met amazing people in the industry that have been happy with their hundred pools to serve and, and just have a lifestyle business they love. And I've seen folks that, now have 20 and 30 truck concerns because they are, had an entrepreneurial mindset and wanted to build a business like that. Uh, and we take our obligation to that community very seriously. Um, and uh, I would not just say that, uh, that, the, that the market beat Haas. I would say the market beat us all in yes. July because the demand was just uh, off the chain. And our pros did not feel it, but we put out more bleach to the pool community in June this year than we ever have in the history of the company. It just was not enough to keep up with demand. Um, that being said, we're, we're going to do better in July than we did in June and better in August than we did in July. And, and um, short of the slight uncertainty in the hiring market and the ability to get drivers, I think, you know, I know I can tell you that the plants are ready to, to put out the product because we've definitely been putting those investments in since last year. And I know that our distribution and retail partners are ready to provide it because we've been having these conversations literally since October in order to try to take care of those pros. Chris, this has been really enlightening. Yes. I, I know you've got to be a busy guy right now. <laughs> I sure appreciate you taking this time. It, yes. It's um, 
uh, I feel a lot better just knowing, you know, a little more about the situation, knowing some of the details. And um, I, I, uh, I, I feel that you've given, given us some reassurance that uh, things are going to get better. And we really appreciate that. Most of all, I just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to yes. the full service community here. Well, I know that the more than 10,000 pros out there that depend on HASA, they, they, they know there's no such thing as a silver bullet. They know it's always ever a lot of sweat and hard work. So uh, that's the way we work at HASA too. And as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go back there and crack open a rail car of chlorine with the team and uh, get back to making some bleach for you guys. Nice. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been great. We've truly yeah, appreciate thank your you. time. Have a great yeah. day. Thanks very much for letting us get the message out. And uh, everybody, uh, everybody keep your head down. We're going to, we're going to get through it. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. A new voice in the industry, a resource for all, education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast. Backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.